The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Strange News Daily is a production of iHeartMedia. In a world full of bizarre events, unsolved mysteries, and a billion stories from all corners of the globe, some news gets lost in the shuffle. This is your gateway to the stories on the fringe of the mainstream map. These are your dispatches in the dark. I'm Ben Bolin, and this is the Strange News Daily. Our first story today, an extinct bird may have just evolved itself back into existence. That's right, the Aldebra white-throated railbird was declared extinct, a victim of rising sea levels almost 100,000 years ago. However, this brown, flightless bird has recently been spotted, leaving scientists confused about how and why this species appears to have come back to life. According to research in the Zoological Journal of Linnaean Society, the reincarnated algebra bird is a product of what's called iterative evolution. That's when old genes that are thought to have died out reemerge at some different later point in time. This means that while a bird's ancestors might have disappeared, their DNA is still kicking around somewhere. And as long as the environment is right, there's nothing that stops those ancient genes from replicating and expressing in modern times. So identical species can produce multiple, slightly evolved offshoots throughout the course of their species history. That's a big part of the issue here. Now, don't get your hopes up. This doesn't necessarily mean that dinosaurs and woolly mammoths will be popping up next 
at least without human intervention, shout out to Jurassic Park, this scientific phenomenon in real life only occurs within species that are nearly identical to their ancestors already. While iterative evolution has previously occurred in species like turtles, this is the first time it's been seen in the world of birds. Paleontologist David Martel said in an earlier statement, we know of no other examples in the rails or of birds in general that demonstrate this phenomenon so evidently. Only on the algebra, which has the oldest paleontological record of any oceanic island within the Indian Ocean region, is there enough fossil evidence available to demonstrate the effects of changing sea levels on extinction and recolonization events. Pretty fascinating stuff. And it makes you wonder how this changing world of ours may affect wildlife in the future. You know, let's stick with animals for our second story today, which, depending on how you interpret it, can be heartwarming. You see, dolphins miss you. Dolphins who frequent Australia's popular tourist spot Tin Can Bay have started bringing what appears to be gifts ashore. Apparently, they're missing the human visitors who would normally line up to feed them before the coronavirus outbreak. A specific pod of humpback dolphins has been bringing sponges, bottles covered in barnacles, and little fragments of coral to Queensland's Barnacles Cafe and Dolphin Feeding Establishment in recent weeks. And this is according to volunteers working at the site. Dolphin expert and PhD student at University of Queensland, Barry McGovern, said, Nothing surprises me with dolphins and their behavior anymore. They do everything. They use tools, they have culture, they have something similar to names and signature whistles. In all likelihood, he continues, they probably don't miss humans per se. They probably miss a free meal and the routine of it all. He also said, Dolphins often play with bits of weed and coral and all sorts of things and just leave it on their rostrum. They're used to getting fed now, so they're also used to humans coming in. When that's not happening, maybe they're just doing this out of boredom. The cafe's Facebook page, of course, takes a way less skeptical view of the activity, and they wrote in a recent post that the pod has been bringing us regular gifts, showing us how much they're missing the public interaction and attention. They are definitely missing you all. So what do you think, folks? Is this a public relations stunt on the cafe's part? Is this a cynical ploy for food from the dolphins? Or is it a genuine commemoration of affection? It is true that cetaceans are some of the world's most intelligent life forms. They're capable of forming lifelong bonds with other dolphins as well as non-dolphin animals, including us humans. And while we're at it, I want to point out that people can also befriend crows and ravens, both of whom have been known to leave gifts for their human friends. Our third story for today, this planet may be in a rough place as we struggle through 2020, but some of the views are amazing. 
On the 10th of May, for example, for the first time in living memory, Mount Everest was visible from Kathmandu, Nepal. From Chobar, a photographer named Abushan Gautam was able to snag a photo of the highest mountain in the world from 200 kilometers, that's almost 125 miles, away to the east. And it's spotlit by the setting sun. Check it out if you have a chance. It's beautiful. Last week, from a district in the plains that border India, journalist Chandra Kishore could see right across Nepal to Mount Langtang on the Chinese border. This amazing view makes sense, especially when you consider the precipitous decline in pollution. With so many vehicles off of the road and with so many factories closed and so on, the air over Nepal has been extraordinarily clean. Hospitals in Kathmandu Valley are usually crowded this time of the year with patients suffering respiratory illnesses, aggravated by the usually ever-present pollution and dust. But in the past two months, hospitals have registered a sharp drop in people seeking treatment for what's called chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, asthma, chronic bronchitis, and allergies. Raju Panjeni, a pulmonary care specialist at the HAMS hospital, says many of our COPD patients who need regular follow-up haven't shown up at all because their symptoms have eased. Some have called in to say they don't require oxygen therapy anymore. This lockdown has also, by the way, led to a drastic drop in petroleum sales across the country. Nepal Oil Corporation, or NOC, records show that in the first week of the lockdown alone, sales of gas nationwide dropped to 6%. Although now, as people are slowly coming out of lockdown, this has climbed up to 45% of the pre-lockdown levels. Sushil Batarai of the NOC says the reduction in diesel consumption definitely played a part in cleaning up the air. However, despite this sharp reduction in fossil fuel consumption, the air quality index in Kathmandu did not improve as much as people were hoping through April and May. One of the big reasons for this lack of further improvement was wildfires that went throughout the country in early April. And after the seasonal rains, open garbage burning in the valley and pollution haze from across the border still kept the air quality index at dangerous levels. But all that being said, vehicular emission remains by far the biggest source of ambient air pollution in Kathmandu Valley. According to one study, it accounts for as much as 70% of all particulate pollution at the street level. Additionally, a 2017 survey by the Nepal's Department of Environment says that diesel vehicles alone contribute 34% of the air pollution. And again, this is a temporary lockdown. So that means it's only a temporary reprieve for Nepal's ongoing struggle with pollution. If you want a permanent change, you have to make permanent policies that enable it. I like the way climate change expert Manjit Dekal phrases it, saying, What we are experiencing during the lockdown is just a short reprieve. It only went to prove that we can clean up Kathmandu if we want to, but for long-term results, we need to push cleaner energy options in road transport, and the COVID-19 outbreak has provided us the perfect opportunity to electrify transportation and revive our economy. However, 
With Nepal's economy in deep crisis, the government will be under pressure to look for short-term measures to revive the country's financial state. And the temptation to go back to business as usual will be incredibly strong. The Nepal Times says this is evident. Just look at the traffic jams that occurred earlier this week after lockdown rules were somewhat relaxed. When the lockdown is lifted entirely, environmentalists are concerned that fear of the virus will keep people away from public transport. And public transport, of course, they say is already not as prioritized as it should be. Other officials weigh in saying the crisis is an opportunity to reform public transit, to digitize, electrify it, and restructure the routes. They also add the government can play a more active role by coming up with functional operational guidelines and providing some financial assistance to promote electric vehicles. It would be very unfortunate not to have used this chance. There is a bit of a financial ticking clock here. Tourism has collapsed, and that means smaller amounts of tax revenue or income, which ups the pressure on Nepal's finance ministry to find a way to balance the annual budget, which is due later this May. So despite the fact that COVID-19 has proved beyond the shadow of a reasonable doubt, or should I say beyond the small cloud of a reasonable doubt, that there are real benefits to reducing fossil fuel consumption, most experts say it's unlikely the government is going to make significant changes to their existing policies. Again, the benefits of switching to cleaner energy are largely long-term benefits, and the current economic crisis needs immediate short-term solutions. Still, who doesn't love a breathtaking view? Maybe that alone will be enough to change some people's minds. That's all for now. We've been asking you to chime in with suggestions for stories you think your fellow listeners might enjoy. To pitch us your worst puns, your best or most terrible bad dad jokes, or to tell us your personal experience with COVID-19. Let us know what's going on in your neck of the global woods by tagging hashtag StrangeDaily on Twitter. Or you can reach out to me directly. I'm at BenBolinHSW on Twitter or at BenBolin on Instagram. From Canada, Matt W 22 wrote to us on Twitter saying, Our barbershops have finally reopened. I feel like a brand new man. I've been working this entire pandemic hauling groceries across central Canada. It's nice to see things slowly go back to normal. Keep up the great work. I love the show. Thanks for chiming in, Matt. And I think it's safe to say our entire team here at Strange News Daily officially has haircut envy. Stay safe up there in Canada. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, our research associate, Sam Teagarden, and most importantly, thanks to you for tuning in. I'm Ben Bolin. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay strange. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. 
It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.